saw a microphone that's for sale that's like uh it, it's it's like you know, the Atari joystick that has all the games in it. <laughs> oh shit! So the mic has the the DAW and everything in it. It's got a that's a, at least you know, in the heading that I so had the patience can... to look at. Seemed to be the gist of this new piece of technology. Great! Now no, podcasts are going to quadruple because every nerd with a bring it Atari on. mic can come. Yeah, <laughs> come with it. Come on in. <laughs> the oh. water's tepid. <laughs> it's not cold. It's not warm. It just is. I haven't seen water in a while. There's been too many people in this tub. <laughs> it got splashed out a long time ago. It's, you know, I, I find podcasts and new podcasts coming out. I have the same emotional reaction as I do when I'm surfing and it's not crowded. And then more people show up. And it's still not crowded. Is is there's plenty to go around. There's enough. But you're still kinda like, nah. oh man. Yeah. Oh, you gotta be sentimental. You going too? <laughs> How you doing, Jared? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Hanging in. Good. You look good. Oh thanks. You looked good on film. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Well, shout out to the makeup team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get with the um uh, God, I wouldn't know where to send them right now because by the time this comes out in a week or so, it's probably going to be available to see. Oh, yeah, go to the Georgetown Super 8 Film Festival, GS8, I think is all you got to search, GS8. Yeah. Org. I don't know. Net? Net? I have no idea. Check out. Georgetown Super 8. Georgetown Super 8 Film Festival is coming up. Laura's going to do it digitally. It's going to be available online because nobody can go anywhere next to each other. Yeah. Except for podcast studios and movie viewings, though we did a great job of staying away from each that other. Was socially distanced viewing. That's how the theater's going to have to do it now. Dude, I went like uh, three feet into his house. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. The borderline's silly, but hey, we're rule followers, if nothing else. You know, you want to make other people feel comfortable. That's right. Are we making you feel comfortable by listening to this? I hope so. What are we listening to today? We're going to listen to Cheryl Crow's second album. Which, yeah. I don't know, I, I'm coming in fresh on this one, but I, I took a look at the track list. There's some hitters. Know a few. There's some, some hitters. Is, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, big time. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not an aficionado on the woman. Um, I am a on-again, off-again fan. This yeah. is, I'm very much on this album, probably my favorite one of hers. Not to say I've listened to really any of them in the last 10 years. Everything post, like, when she started hanging out with Kid Rock, I just was... She what? Yeah, I don't know. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they were hanging out, hanging out, but they they were hanging out, and it was like, it was a bridge too far for me. So I said, you're better than this. You know, I like that guy's effort. I like that I like that Kid Rock was throwing it out there. And it was, it was kind of coming at the end of the, the rap rock, throwing right? Throwing it out there. It was like after P.O.D. It's like Kid Rock and P.O.D. around the same time or something. A little bit of rap rock going on yeah. or something. Um, you know... Yes, go ahead. Swing for the fences, man. But it's it's <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, but I did like he what he had little Joe. Little Joe. Oh, and there little Joe just hanging out on stage. Oh, little You're, Joe C. The little the yeah. te, uh little guy. The yeah. little guy. And so as far as hype men and like yeah. uh, you know, where Flavor Flav I get he Flavor Flav is hype man, but he's also rapping too. And he's he's yeah. creative influence in, in, in some spots and stuff. So maybe he's got is a different category. But they're like with the mighty mighty boss tones and arrested <laughs> development yeah, and, and kid guy, rock. <laughs> and the guy from the happy Mondays that just yeah. skanked the whole time. In the annals of just people hanging out yeah. and and contributing in some way. That's <laughs> hey, a sweet job, job, honestly. God rest his soul. If anyone's hiring. 
I'd love dude. to be your like Jason Sudeikis when they do uh, what up with that in the red <laughs> in the red jumpsuit. That's all I got to do. I'm hoping Pilot to Bombardier is going to ask me to do it. We have, and you did. <laughs> I did a Bob Ross with you guys. You did no, yeah. I, I didn't you just did. hang you out. You did on do stage, a Bob though. Ross. Well, you're playing the bongos, <laughs> but you did perform as uh, Freddie Mercury, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, too much effort. And what I need to do is take it back a notch or three notches. I basically got a notch. You just like that Uncle Jesse slot. You want to go back to playing the, the percussion back there in the corner. Dude, speaking of Uncle Jesse and the Dukes of Hazard, oh, I, I got a feeling that guy was killing it. I was talking full house. <laughs> the Kokomo video. Oh, yeah. He was technically a beach boy. Uh, yeah. You know that? <laughs> What, do you, what did you do? What you know, you've done for your country? I like that Uncle Jesse in Full House uh, had a red light, so you knew when he was recording downstairs. Oh, that's right. It's fucking. He, he, he was, rec- or, he was right? recording. Yeah, the, yeah. the sound was always on down there. <laughs> Cut <Fucking> it. Filthy. <laughs> out. <laughs> um, that shit was on TV right around when this album came out. It was September 24th, 1996. Mm-hmm. Not that far from the uh, Primus album we just did. A young Chris Feifel is just uh, in September of 1996, uh, starting, I think I'm uh, starting, oh, starting lifeguarding uh, out on the ocean. It was awesome. One of the best jobs I've ever had in my life. (laughs) Did not pay well, but it was a fucking rad job. So a lot of time on the beach. The summers had just finished. I probably got a few more weeks. Cheryl Crow's coming out with this. Um, and then I'm, I'm looking to, uh, I'm looking to drive West, except for that was 1997. So I'm a year behind. Okay. Thinking, I wasn't thinking about was, driving. I was West. still in college. That's what it was. <laughs> I was just partying in the summer. That's what yeah. I was doing. <laughs> I think I went to Alaska with my older sister. Uh, I do remember buying this record from, uh, the, un- not the underground, the backstage in Ballard backstage. Not to be confused with the venue called the Backstage, but it was a record store called the Backstage. It was down in the basement. I got it there because I was my one year I spent living in Ballard alone, <laughs> trying on that like Ballard yuppie lifestyle. Yeah. And then I moved back home to West Hill in 1997. You know, I think that's, uh, that seems totally appropriate for a certain amount of time you spend in Seattle and in these areas. Everyone which is, tries to live in Ballard gotta, at least yeah, once. Just give it a shot. <laughs> And this is back when it was all old Norskis, man. There was no hipsters. Yeah. Uh, Nah, not in 96. Why don't you run us through all of the slander that you have for the different zones in in, uh, Washington here in this area? Ballard, that's, uh, these are all really from my my grandfather. What's funny is they're they're kind of gentle. Yeah, they are. Like, it's just old school. (laughs) Snooze Junction. I mean, like, you'll still see, I mean, that's, people know that one. Snooze Junction. Yeah. Um, it's just it's the thing uh, what did he call the valley <laughs> that one might be a little more offensive it had to do with Italians garlic gulch <laughs> I don't know if that was his personal favorite but I have heard garlic gulch um, I, yeah I like I lived in garlic gulch yeah it's a good spot it I is. felt comfortable <laughs> <laughs> yeah we all find our place you know uh. yeah. yeah there's names you probably have a few of your favorites. Why don't you send them in to us at, uh, you know, Facebook or something? Oh, well, no, uh, Instagram. Twitter and Instagram. Twitter. Get on there. Do it. 
Yeah. You want to start this record? Let's do it. This, right. thing, this thing drops pretty heavy right off it the get-go. Does. This is a nice little tune called Maybe Angels, and she's singing about Roswell, and it's, it's very late. Really? Mid-late 90s, yeah. Uh, I think she even shouts out Fox and Mulder. Oh, shit. She's going X-Files on this. Let's, let's check it out. By the way, running strong that time, this time. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is prime. You drop something. Coming out with that guitar and organ is just super sexy over top of that huge beat. Yeah, man. It's like the when the levee breaks. Double vocals right there. way to come out you know this is her second album her first album was a bit of a smash the uh tuesday night music club right which was written with a bunch of the guys known as the tuesday night music club uh our old pal bill bottrell bottrell they're getting the bottrell smell all over yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting that bottrell smell uh one of the co i think he might have co-wrote a few songs on this album uh they're so they are acquaintances but she produced this album herself and played the majority of the instruments herself. Really? She's doing bass? She's doing oh, Hammond yeah. guitar or Hammond organ? Yeah, probably and... made that beat. You know? Oh, I think there's some, you hear horns and sax, but you do a little bit. That, that's not her. Yeah. But uh, I, most, most everything, yeah, it's all her, which is pretty sick. Wow. Nice move, Cheryl. When you want something done right, you do it yourself, babe. So she had the backing coming into this because this is this is on A and M Records. Yes, yeah, so big time. She's it's big time. <laughs> so she's got some big time uh, backing, some money. They they're they're, they're saying, yeah they're believing. They're buying what she's selling. I no imagine word. she does a few few cuts off of this album, raw cuts, playing a bunch of different instruments, and they're like, yeah, keep going. She had a good showing at Woodstock in '94. I remember. Yeah. That was a big moment for her as well, on top of the, the big singles, but she played well, you know? It felt like she just arrived on the scene. Um, there was times when there was no Sheryl Crow, and then all of a sudden Sheryl <laughs> Crow was just like Cheryl. a fucking cornerstone. Oh, check this Beatles bridge, though. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> filthy back there. Ghost of George Harrison just dipped in for a second. The great chorus on this song too. Like it's just it's a good one. It's a good one to kick off the affair with. It's like somebody put a Lenny Kravitz song on 33 when it's supposed to be 45. Right, right. Always had to bring up Elvis in the 90s. <laughs> I kind of feel like you also had to have in some song and some percussion you were banging a pipe on something. <laughs> yeah, that's called the breaking the girls syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, uh, what was I going to say about this? 
I don't know. Probably should just listen to this dope chorus I was just talking yeah, about. Yeah. It's this one. I think I'll know when I get there. She has a little help on the background vocals. Uh, yeah, Maynard comes in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's loose a scream like you wouldn't believe. Um, the other thing I like about albums where someone does most of the answers themselves is you just kind of feel, and uh, maybe you don't. If you don't, if I didn't know this, maybe I wouldn't. But all the like those her kind of guitar style, mm-hmm. her bass, it, it's her style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a cohesive. Some I don't think we talked about was like Lenny or the or Prince or those guys, but Stevie Wonder. Yeah, um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There's this kind of cohesive vision that has um, that smacks of bravery. You know, it's not uh, the independent instruments coming together, the bass and drums and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a, that kind of singular vibe, yeah. that, that focus that. It seems to translate because yeah. Stevie Wonder did a hell of a job. Lenny Kravitz is is doing pretty good for himself. Prince obviously killed it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a gamble because if it all sounds like shit, it's your fault. Yeah, but if it all sounds good, nobody cares. I think Bjork's <laughs> doing the same thing yeah. and um, just kind of masterminding it. She makes this crazy playground that eventually people get to play around and and, and mix it up, and is, and she's kind of famous yeah. for mixing up her own mixes. Um, for the for a first track on a second album, I'm super impressed. Yeah, kind of setting it apart from the little more uh, roots rocky first album, which is you will hear plenty of roots rock tonight. Yeah, that's her bread and butter. Um, but there's nice little tangents and little uh, unexpected genre bends or sounds or moods that come across. There's like, what you doing, girl? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like it. Okay, <laughs> and. Uh, I think everybody knows this song. This was pretty big. It was in that John Travolta movie where he's an angel or something. Michael? Yeah, I think so. Not a great movie. Not even my favorite Sheryl Crow song, but... It's a great guitar sound right there, though. It's a good, it's a good kiss-off song, though. This does belong in the annals of the "Go Fuck Yourself" songs. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little organ stabs. I'm never mad at that. Jeez. Yeah. What were we listening to? Let's fair your language. (laughs) I love that little pre chorus right there. 
Got the go-go go claps in the back. She's got like those uh, those Hammond stabs that like uh, Scott will do with horns, you know? Yeah. Or uh, Smash Mouth. Yeah. This is this, <laughs> this is, is a little Smash, Smash Mouth mouthy. era. Yeah. You know, I think it's kind of thin. It's a good, it's a good second song on the second album because it got some critical it's a radio acclaim. Song. You know, yeah. yeah, it's a radio song. Um, you know, but it's you heard the first thirty seconds. You basically heard the rest of the song. Yeah. Um, but it's doing its job. You know, she sounds great on it. Yeah, she avoids. She, she called, just called somebody Jack off Jimmy. Yeah, she and did. Which is, I thought it was a kiss off. She's <laughs> <laughs> good breakup, bad breakup. Cheryl Crow, where she's um, at? You know, she's had some very public relationships, as you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Slow hand himself. Um, uh, the bicyclist guy, Lance, Lance Bass, um, <laughs> and that you know, I haven't heard her talk a lot of shit about people. I, no, I don't hear. I, don't I haven't hear heard people talk about shit about her. No. So it makes me think, you know, she's an adult. So attractive wise, um, when she's singing uh, one of the other tracks that's going to come up here that we all saw the video for and stuff. Um, <laughs> it's very leading. <laughs> um, she was doing the pigeon toe stand and the mm. and the raised lip, you know. Uh, the Billy Idol lip. A little bit a little of Elvis lip. and a little coy, you know. A little bit. Of, I'm and a, I'm a and I, I never found. I, <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> Nothing to see here. I, I I never thought that she was um, really pushed as like a um, a sexy pop star. She didn't work that angle. She didn't work that angle. Despite being quite attractive, a lady. Yeah, I really during that video, I was like, I th- I think I'm kind of attracted to Shell Crow because mostly. <laughs> She looks like she'd be great on a road trip. Oh, yeah. You let her work the stereo. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Edie Brickell? Oh. I don't want to go on a road trip with her. No. Nah. Because she's going to keep talking about all the minutia. And, and the you know she's not even aware of that many things. <laughs> Cheryl's listening to Tom Petty rolling 70 down a highway. And then every now and then it's like, we, get, we need and to. She probably roll you. Well, okay. Edie could roll you a spliff too, but it's, it's going to have like, uh, there's oh, going to be like so clothes tiring. mixed in. Yeah. So sage. She's going to be wearing a beret while she does it. And I don't <laughs> need, I don't got time beret. for that. Cheryl's uh-huh. a good Missouri woman. She's Midwest to the bone. Yeah. She's going to, she knows what's up. Yeah. yeah she yeah. got this album banned from Walmart. How's that for a Midwest girl? Right. That's like, that's the cool. That's the coolest thing you could hope for. Yeah. Did you hear about Cheryl? She got banned at Walmart. You can't get her stuff at Walmart. That's punk rock cred, right there. <laughs> nice calves too. She had excellent calves. Did she know? Yeah. But if you're dating a biker, right? You, you, like his calves oh. are just ridiculous. She probably teaches Peloton classes and stuff. You know there was some tension when he's just like sweating in a corner, feeding, <laughs> feeding old blood to his fucking his yeah, arteries, yeah. And grinding up elk horns, <laughs> snorting it, and he's just looking at her every now and then, like I'm putting all this effort in, and she's like, "Dude, I don't care. Bikes are all right." <laughs> 
not like they're guitars or anything. Third track. On the, did I mention this album is self-titled? Mm-mm. So if you're trying to find show, it, it really confuses Siri and uh, Alexa and ladies like that when you try to uh, ask for self-titled albums. Yeah. Come on, we put a guy on the moon, people. Let's, let's figure this shit out. Got a little fade in. Just on the porch right now, drinking lemonade. It's that big round acoustic guitar again. Perfectly produced vocals right there. Voices and the house is full of lies. Okay, she said and this all. is home. That's a little bit sarcastic. She's she's a little. She's putting another. Eh, I don't think you're saying. I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> she's giving quite a sultry look on the album cover too. It's like uh, it implies she might not be that cool of a breakup. So. She looks angry on that. That's like Fiona Apple under lighting or something. She was still very attractive. It's like, yes, hate me. A little slide in there. Oh, dude, there's some. Oh, it's that lap steel, boy. That pedal steel. It's ridiculous. No, I meant sultry. Oh, like yeah. You yeah. just want to slide in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That's a good yeah, that lap steel. What about the music, bro? I, I didn't mean the lap steel. <laughs> uh, the lap, that is, it's just, it's such a great instrument. <laughs> it's never unwelcome. Mm-mm. I don't care if it's a reggae song. Slip that shit in there, nobody be mad. Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> there weren't a ton of records in 1996 that sounded like this, honestly. You had ladies trying to, you know, it's like, that was about to sound really condescending, but this is like the Lilith Fair era. She got way more, you know, there was your Sean Colvins and your, and you got Liz Fair, yeah. who I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Liz Fair, but upon further research, when we were listening to some of Liz Fair stuff, it sounds so much more thin than what Cheryl Crow's producing here. This is lush. This is like, she got like uh, channeling the band or the Heartbreakers or just all the good-ass country music you heard in the 70s. Yeah. It's all there in her. Yeah. More yeah, so you kind of hear a reverence, yeah. you know? She's celebrating her influences is what it feels like. It feels genuine. That's just it. Genuine always feels genuine. Which is an argument that her and Lance had about him doping. And his fake uh, testicles after the fact. It, well, that's <laughs> yeah, a low blow, Jared. Doesn't matter to him. Little uh, little echoes of Mazzy stars like fade into yeah. you, but like on yes. that southern tip. Yeah. Like if the Allman Brothers is, played Fade Into You, it would sound like this. It's a Mazzy, Mazzy Star without the opiates. <laughs> yeah. This is just like a little bit of bourbon and some weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She seemed weed friendly from the get-go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I think she name checks that in uh, what's this, the big one on this album? Uh, if it makes you happy. Yeah, I still get stoned. Right. Not the kind of girl you take home. Made me love her even more. I mean, I did '96. I did have quite a bit of a crush on Showgirl at this point. I have. I'm not even loath to admit it. I freely admit it. Sure, man. Yeah, fucking night, man. But uh, she seems like the kind of woman that could steal your heart by just saying the sentence, "I like your truck." And you're just like, <laughs> she likes my truck. <laughs> keep it together, keep it together. Oh, driving yeah. out to overlooks, and she's like, I'm just gonna play a little song while I look out over the valley. Like, all right, I'm gonna go see if there's deer around. Yeah, <laughs> just dropping like the best song the Rolling Stones never wrote, right there. Yeah, sure. It's like the sequel to Angie right there. I don't know what that's just beautiful. Oh, geez, that's a class. Man. That's a classic Great. she wrote right there. Congratulations. And that's the third one. And that's not the that's We haven't uh, got to the good shit yet. That's a hell of a song. But they um they you know, she's fucking with the format a little bit. She has this slow drop on the first song, takes it back a notch for the second. Right? She did, did she, no, no, yeah, no. She, she kicked it. Big, yeah. Public enemy beat on the yeah, first song. The, yeah. Yeah, she did. By the time I get to Arizona on the first song, (laughs) Uh, picked it up a little bit for the second. Goes, takes it soulful Mm. on the third. What's what is the fourth going to bring? I have. Wouldn't you like to know, dude? I have no idea. Song's called "Sweet Rosalind." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, I'm all dusty. Fun hi hat thing he's doing right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little clowns to the left of me, jokers to the oh, right. Oh yeah, right. Some Steelers wheel going on. Yeah, totally. I love it. Baseline sounds like it's so much fun to play. <laughs> We were talking earlier about how Cheryl Crow has a care for the percussion section. Yeah. And it's a little bit of Cat Stevens in there. Not so much indicative on this song, but that kind of attention to the percussion um, that the singer-songwriter, certain singer-songwriters have. Uh, James Taylor did all right with it, but Cat Stevens had a killer percussion and rhythm yeah. section. Cheryl Crow's kind of fallen on that side. Yeah, the, the the it's never just a kind of like just a regular drum track. Yeah. So it's yeah. something a little, a little extra. Great job doubling herself right there. It's just seamless. Don't imagine this record was made on proof tools. That's raw talent. That's right. It's technique. How the low end sounds blend together on this album and specifically on this cut is just really pleasing. It's not muddy. It's a low end, but it's not muddy. And that low to middle bridge is 
is really well expressed without kind of yeah. losing certain tones. Got that saxophone done and mix in there too. That's what that is. Slide dough, bro. Play dough, bro. It's a classic recording move too to have that snare pushed way back on a breakdown. It's like, did they just open the door to another <laughs> show outside? What was that? Yeah. What was that change? They're like sucking down everything into mono. Real yeah. That was a good 90s move. Yeah. It's like when Bjork goes into the bathroom during that one song and everything <laughs> just clamps down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they call that special. That's the big bass saxophone. That they're like as tall as a man. A tenor. would see you'd see like uh david bowie play that big one maybe not the real big one but it always looked like i was gonna make him fall over he's so yeah, goddamn skinny yeah, yeah. so that thing's heavier yeah. than you and you, you hold it out at arm's length you're gonna tip <laughs> david bowie played a saxophone with a kickstand <laughs> another come out of spit valve but milk and cocaine <laughs> Ooh, it's a woo, got a woo in there. Once again, the claps are back. Cheryl will give you the clap. That's the, it's the same clap track as in that thing you do. Yeah, the, <laughs> the double tap tap. Do you think there's going to be able to, <laughs> to have? A, you think orchestras are going to be a thing where people are trying to clap s- along? No, no, no. <laughs> we, we, with this, the era of Corona, yeah. uh, where you got to clear your trumpet of spit. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> dude. We should start making brass instrument spit collectors, just, like still suits for instruments. <laughs> you just wrap a rubber over it or something, man. Improvise. Saran rap in a rubber band, man. Yeah. Come on. Well, that that was sweet. That was like just kind of that was an okay song. Yeah. It was it's pleasant enough. Tonally, it was it was clean as it's uh, in line as with a bell, this. Yeah, man. She, it's great. She's I mean, maybe she doesn't get her due as a producer, but I think she's doing a fantastic job on this album, and the sounds are better than most. Like it this it's ages well, for, as being something yeah. from this era. Yeah. I think it ages better than others because of the production. Everybody knows this song. Was this the video you speak of? Was she playing that? She playing no, that hollow body guitar. Boulevard. Oh, that's they all I want to do. Yeah. yeah. I remember her playing a big hollow body guitar on this one for some reason. Patience for this nowadays. I mean, it's just like it's, we're in such a don't bore us, get to the chorus sort of uh, world right now. Yeah. You still get away with the. You get away in the 90s with the double verse. Like, you're going to go to the chorus, then you did it. You go back to that verse again. Yeah. yeah. That was a thing, too. Dropping names. Big chorus. If it makes you 
<laughs> I'd like to do another take because my voice cracked. <laughs> nope, that was awesome. <laughs> put this on the list of songs you sing it. Oh, it's on a karaoke stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, when you're... When it also, I was thinking about how karaoke is probably a thing of the past now, too, unless everybody oh, yeah, brings their own mics mic with these and mic condoms and stuff breathers. like that. Mike Condom, by the way, is a is a screen name I've been working on. Uh, <laughs> um, when when this comes on on a karaoke, you can almost draw the lady who's about to sing it without looking. It, it, Karen's it, had a few. <laughs> yes, yes, and she's gonna uh, fucking belt this thing out. Yeah. You know, you can try. Actually, there was this gal down at the uh, Yen War. Remember the Yen War yeah. in West Seattle? And she worked at the grocery store down the way. She'd still come down in her grocery store outfit. Yeah. And would tear up like some Mary J. Blige or what have you in her fucking Safeway apron. Yeah. And then just like drop the mic, get a drink, and split. She was, she was a gangster. I wish I'd have got her phone number or <laughs> just her name, you know? Do you remember the, the older guy who would just sing... Uh, Frank Sinatra uh, shit. Uh, uh, the, the, oh, the older Asian man who would sing is at Yanwar and he'd yeah, do yeah, circuits, yeah. but you'd yeah. see him and you'd be like, okay. fucking six Sinatra's about to show up yeah. right now. And there was those two dudes that would do Beatles songs. I don't remember those they, dudes. They did Nowhere Man one time with the with the sick uh, the John and Paul like they practice that shit at yeah. home, which is okay. They drove together it. to the show. I get that. it, but and I was entertained. I'm not mad, but you know what are we doing here? Book a book a gig if you think you're that good. <laughs> yeah, fucking big fish and little it's karaoke, pond. not open mic night. <laughs> here for to entertain our drunk friends. Coming in here with a dance routine and shit. <laughs> Dude, a strong karaoke room is is intimidating for the likes of me, man. I need to have I need to have a real baseline suck going on <laughs> for me to feel good about getting up there. This is was this is like right around the time she's going with uh, Eric Clapton, I think. She was hanging out with Eric. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's like hanging out with Eric. Yeah. They oh, shit. Boyfriend, girlfriend, Chris. Yeah. yeah. Holding yeah. hands and yeah. shit. That, I would just, that's a, that's a brunch I'd like to attend. Sit next to or across? But, yeah, just from, hanging out with those two. Yeah. Just two, I, I like it when <laughs> really, really talented, I just love it when really talented people fuck. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited, you know, it's too bad they couldn't bring forth any fruit from that. Yeah. You know, the quiz that's Hatterack was not to be. They made, they did. With a look, I shut that joke down. (laughs) Maybe we should have a video element to this. Because that look you gave me was like, I know where you're thinking you're going and just cut it. How about you don't? (laughs) Why don't you you. knock it off? (laughs) Thank you, dude. Thank you. You say thank you, Gilbert. (laughs) Oh. So this, I mean, this song's all right. It, yeah. it, it went through the roof. She's triple platinum on this album. 
and this reached number six on the Billboard charts. The big one. She's she this this album did everything that uh, you know. I imagine as an artist, that was probably a pretty cool moment when she got to produce it. She played a bunch of mm-hmm. of the uh, instruments on there, and then it it does go through the roof. What I like about if it makes you happy, which is what I like about the first song, but I actually like the first song better. Um, it's a, it's slightly slowed down. It's got a it's slightly. There's a perfect <laughs> word for this, but after that look you gave me, I don't want to use it, man. It's a musical term, Chris. It is, yeah. but I don't know. If I, you know, Mellotron it. That was just. We should just cut that thing out because that was all can be done. Yeah, yeah ditchery and this. Broken. Let me tell you about this next song, Chris. Hold on, let me see. Are we to the middle? This is not an extra long album. Okay, so after this song, we'll be at the middle. This song is about American indifference to the Bosnian War. If you couldn't get any more 1996 than that, there you go. Uh, later covered by Johnny Cash, so you know it's probably pretty good. Yeah, it's got to be a track. <laughs> Called Redemption Day. Absolutely worthy. Great headphone album so far. Putting on headphones and listening to, um, and so it's not going to come across on the podcast when anybody else is listening to this. But the steel sustain of those strings is played so nicely between left and right. Yeah. Well, and we encourage you as always just go listen to the album without us yammering over the top of it. For sure. Yeah. box over there on the left. Right. Here, here a washboard jug coming up hey. I heard them just walk into the studio. I heard somebody walking with a jug. <laughs> that authentic. He's got to empty it before he comes in on the third verse. Do you remember this on Sesame Street when there was, like every now and then, maybe it's Electric Company, but it was, uh, they would have like a jug band, washboard, little jam session. And some guy would have like this fucking. That was a Fat Albert. Was it? Yeah, no, it's a junkyard band. But but you wait. No, this is the <laughs> instrument. This is I'm not there yet. Oh, okay. Because they oh, they also did it. A few people did. And there it. was a car radiator <laughs> and stuff like that. But yeah, no. There was a plank that had like a little marionette dancing doll made out of wood, and the guy would smack it, and the doll would would kind of jig dance. Fuck out of here. 
I'm serious. And then, like, someone's just working that washboard. Someone's <laughs> doing just playing the baseboard, the, the base tub. Yeah. Fucking, it, you know, some, I'm, there's probably a saw in there. And and then there's just this guy smacking this board with this, like, Jingo Jango kind of dancing wooden doll on top That's of it. Appalachian fuckery right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can hear this one echoing through the, the hollers. Right. Right. There's headlights and dark, dusty roads yeah. with this fucking track. Appalachian Dylan right here. I love how she respects that that bottom end, though. She's got a great, she's got a great low end. Yeah, she's a bass player, so she knows. I think she played bass for like a lot of her uh, uh, Woodstock set. No shit. Which singing and playing bass, as we all know, is no joke. Actually, I'm, I'm starting to realize that singing and playing bass is probably this, the, the sweet combo. Yeah. You know, drumming and singing, nobody likes to see that. Um, no matter how good it is, Henley uh, and fucking and, and, you know, Phil. Phil. Um, and uh, lead guitar or guitar, rhythm guitar and singing, it's... You know. It has been and always will be. It's something yeah, special. It's good. You're great on your own. You're great around a campfire. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Playing bass and singing. It's, there's something soul in there. That's a level up. Yeah. Ooh. It's, it's been known that Jesus used to hum when he was playing bass. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, what up, Darfur? No, it was not Darfur. It was Bo- what a dick, Bosnia. <laughs> what up, Darfur? How you doing now, Rhodesia? I don't think they're well. <laughs> what you I think about bad. that? Just think about that. No, I like that song. It's a nice little like. It's like that Appalachian Gothic. Yeah. Uh, with that, you know. Well, you uh, you don't really think political tune when you hear that kind of strumming, that that kind of picking and a grinning. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. It's and the I like that. I like that collision. Yeah. It, what was what was I trying to think? Uh, it already sounds like a Johnny Cash song, so it kind of makes sense he would cover it like that. Yeah, it's got his stink all over it. But um, you know, we usually do the charts right about now. Let's do it. We we about half time. Yeah, but I'm going to skip the album charts okay. because they're almost identical to the album charts that we did. Um, what was the last one we just did from 1996? We did Primus. That was, was that, is that it? No. No. What was it? Marilyn Manson. Yeah, it's the Marilyn Manson. It's it's the Quad City DJs. It's LL Cool J. It's Tony Braxton. It's all that. We already covered this. Yeah. The Macarena. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was dark times. I told you how I rigged a, a the dance. The, the, the tribal dance. leaders. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Hey, looking out for the tribe, bro. A good thing. You know what I'm saying? The album chart's a little different story, though. Let me tell you who was number 10. Some young upstarts from uh, Orange County, no doubt. Their oh. first album, Tragic Kingdom. Oh, did you know? Yeah, I guess I guess he was John Mellencamp. Almost said Cougar, but he's just John Mellencamp. No, he at dropped this point. Cougar at this point. Yeah, he's Mr. Happy Go Lucky. Was that album? <laughs> Not, uh, I don't know. Did that Shitty one? Shitty name to an album. Kind of right. Oh, but yeah, dude. Outcast, AT Aliens. We're having some Outcast good times. Outcast, what, what was that's what's going the, on in uh, there? 
Don't, 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 don't tell your sister and your cousin too. You know, yeah, fucking, you know, outcast. Yeah, but Woo-hoo. I, but I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my baby gonna be. Oh, that's later, yeah. Yeah, it's later, and this that's is, about when it popped up on my radar. Yeah. God, is that their second? We have to do that. Number seven, no code, Pearl Jam. That came up last night. Jagged Little Pill, number six. It was a, it was a big one. Check. That's an inaugural, yeah. right? That's the yeah, first that's album. First. Dude. Big, that's appetite for destruction. Big, big numbers. Yeah, big time. Rushed at number five. Test for Echo. Okay, nineteen ninety six. Number five. The power trio from Toronto. Canada came out strong. Oh, for Canada's that. staying strong at number four. Celine Dion is falling into you. Yeah, that's right. That's a, such a nice poetic term. I don't feel like. Uh... Eh, I don't know. I don't know the song. I don't know if she did it justice. But I don't, I I don't know that song either. I bet you I do. I bet I don't recognize the title. Oh no, these are albums. That's why. Black Street number three. Remember Black Street? Mm-mm. No diggity. Oh, I like geez. the way you work it. Dunk, 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 dunk. That's a Dr. Dre joint, by the way. That's why it slaps so hard, as the kids say. Number two. Remember these guys? REM. Yeah. New Adventures in Hi-Fi. I had fallen off, I guess, by that this point. That was my fall off point. I think that was after uh, Monster. After Monster, yeah, yeah. Monster's a great album. I felt it was a good place to part ways. <laughs> Same. <laughs> like, that was fantastic. We're good here. I'll see ya. <laughs> uh, we talked about this one last time. And number one, oh, there's the, number one, Home Again, New Edition with all the New Edition guys, like all seven of them. Home Again, Home Again, Jiggity Jig. Wow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get that. I'm doing that one. Home again as a drop. Okay, so I wasn't really paying too much attention. Primus was around that time, um, so I guess that's a, that's where my head's at. I'm finishing school um, ish, and uh, kind of Jane's has been already broken up for four years, so that that wound is healing. <laughs> um, what else was going on around that time? 1996. It's a lovely summer to go out and go see uh, Island of Dr. Moreau. Uh, Val Kilmer, <laughs> Marlon Brando vehicle. Two Class A weirdos. That movie um, has a great bunch of fucking backstory bullshittery that went into There's it. There's a documentary. Um, Independence Day, which Sorry. my older sister and I went to go see on July 4th. <sighs> Baller move. A little bit before this album comes out, but we were ready for it. Train Spotting came out. Fargo oh, came out. Train Spotting, I love. Shine. What's that? Jeffrey Rush, where he plays the piano player who's also autistic and or whatever. Shits the tub. I think he shits the tub, but I mean, you know. I, you know who, what I'm saying? Who doesn't shit the tub? I know what you're saying. Sling Blade. Oh. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Um. And then this movie, which was the first and only time I did acid, Jerry freaking <laughs> Maguire. Just got the story last night. Yeah, man. Dude, how good was it listening to Steve-O's story about he and Gabe going to uh, the Grateful Dead show? That going these... with the hippie to the second location. <laughs> the second it's, location. It's, it's, don't break that rule with something. You know, it's the, it's the exception that proves the rule. It worked out for those guys. They did all right. <laughs> Screams coming out. Swingers. Yeah. What? It's hippie. Hippie? Wait, yeah, hippie. <laughs> <laughs> From dusk till dawn, oh, yeah. uh, you know the nutty professor Eddie Murphy kills it. Cable guy with fucking Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the crafts twister mm-hmm. there's so there's you know there's a lot of movies coming and going around this time my guy all wrong it's wrong tone <laughs> stab you in the face with a soldering iron that's about 96 wasn't it yeah joe dirt i feel like it's in the in the wheelhouse joe dirt he's the guy <laughs> yeah man yeah 96 I, I I missed. A, I worked nights and lived in Ballard. It was a strange time in my life. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't getting a lot of pop uh, culture into my life besides what I could glean from the record store. Yeah, they didn't have a TiVo, so I, uh, the TV I watched was bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, the public access shit. Oh no, that was the good stuff. Public access ruled in 1996. That was like the hottest thing. Go, that was the internet, man. Yeah, that's what that was. <laughs> right? They had porn. They had weird shit. Oh, 1996 uh, for internet. It was was bullshit. It oh, was yeah. um. You could you could search images. Mm-hmm. You could go to websites. Um, and it and th- it's been up and running for you know as far as my access is concerned. You know, about six years at that point. Some you know yeah may, yeah oh yeah I didn't get on the internet until much yeah yeah and it didn't happen to me till almost the turn of the century yeah you couldn't even at this time you're listening to Shell Crow crow about things that might make her happy or um or I, I can no segues whatsoever <laughs> but at, at no time were you thinking I'm gonna have a map in my phone mm-hmm. and um it's uh, like that Thomas be, guide man yeah man it's still that's that's why she's good on road trips dog. <laughs> She fucking she uses the map to spin up a dube. Oh yeah, she'll roll then, you several joints out of North Dakota itself. Yeah, because nothing happening over there. You don't need that map. <laughs> no, track number seven is called "Hard to Make a Stand." That, is that a fucking Stones groove or what? Yeah. She even did the Charlie Watts shit with the drums. This I was is like, a, oh, I'm playing on this song? And this is also Sweet Jane, too. Oh, yeah. This is Velvet Underground and fucking Way Stones. Way than the Velvet Underground could be, but this, this scream Stones at me. Better singer than Jake. No, it's Honky Tonk. That's almost, except it is the most, it almost is the melody to Goodbye Ruby Tuesday. First half there. You know, unlike Billy Squire, she's pulling from her influences. Sounds like her influences, but doesn't sound like she's biting her influences. It's just a feel in the production of it. <laughs> Sweet Jane. That's when got shot going to the clinic, and this is it's like a better version of that shitty Everlast song. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good track. Should have tried to rip off. Should have been tried. Ruby Tuesday. That's what I'm saying. That's where it is. That is Ruby Tuesday. She's killing it. Holy shit, dude. See, like, that's a little Cheryl Crow thing she likes to do on the guitar. That comes up sometimes. That's one of her moves. It's like. It's a Crowism. Once you once you start the album with some of this fucking organ, it's got to be through the whole thing. 
Don't have to be on every song, but it's got to, it's got to keep visiting. It's going to come around again. You can't bust out the Oregon first track and never come back to it. It's never been done. Smacks a method. There's only one song over five minutes. It's it's concise. I appreciate that. I mean, unless you're doing like a seven part thing about a dystopian society in the future, then you're gonna need some movements. Yeah. Uh, some part. You're gonna have to use some Roman numerals. It's gonna get complicated. Right. <laughs> you you start getting into tool territory at that point. Yes. Where you're like, we're gonna have oh. six songs on this album. They're all nine minutes. Make sure. Uh, look, I gotta see your uh, your font. See if it looks good with uh, parentheses and Roman numerals. <laughs> we got to have a good parenthesis and Roman numeral game for this album cover. <clears throat> oh, well, I like that song. A little shorty. Yeah. A little groove. Uh, Stones homage. And she's right. It's hard to make a stand. It is sometimes. <clears throat> That's what my lungs are saying right now. <clears throat> Every day is a winding road. You ever heard of that one? I have heard about this song. Fucking mm-hmm. listen to it. See, it's a percussion we like to talk about. Yeah. Once again, I'm sorry for our model listeners. Yeah, because those bongos are going all over the place. Yep, they're really tight and tightly, uh, the tight bongos. <laughs> it's the thing with congas and bongos with, that, with those natural skins and shit. Are you, do you play them tight? Do you play them loose? Like the, the spiritual sequel to the All I Want to Do. Yeah, yeah. Just telling more stories about dudes that are just kind of like not worth it, you know? <laughs> it's got a genre of hers. This guy was a schlub. <laughs> it's half of her lyrics. That background vocal. It's a guy. It's Neil Finn from Crowder House. That's, that's Neil Finn doing that that drone note. Yeah, that's your boy from New Zealand. No shit, Neil. Nice to see you, buddy. Yeah, right. He's he's basically doing just just the job. Shout out to her Tuesday night music crew. Funny enough, I imagine she could have backed herself no problem there doing his part, but maybe it was like that Sting thing with Dire Straits where he's walking through the studio and they're like, hey, get on this track. I always thought that uh, Neil Finn was cool. And I think Sheryl Crow's cool. They probably met each other like, you're pretty cool. You want to sing this note on my album? Check him out. Here he comes. Every day is a winding road. 
hanging it. <laughs> like Neil, literally anybody in the world can do this, but I want you to. This is one of the times that the second time this chorus comes through, I like it more than the first. Yeah. I do love me some Neil Finn, too. God, let's do uh, quiet. Uh, quiet. <laughs> let's call him quiet, right? <laughs> I think, you know, I don't, I'm not entirely sold on the drum track supporting this song. I think they probably could have done a few different drum tracks and still kept the still kept the vibe instead of the... It's instead a little bit of, of a new jack swing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to keep it, trying to keep it funky, I suppose. Yeah. For it's Midwest funky. Well, it's it's, it's also a little bit, a little bit up tempo from the the other jams that have been on this one. This one ate them alive on the radio too, man. It was like commercials and this. this she got some money off this song. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate. Good road tripper, right there. Right. Coffee and nicotine. That's like me. Really happening. Bongos is never have not left for the Bongos or Congos? Okay, I think they're bongos. All right, could just be some real tight bongos. I think they're real tight bongos. And they. Congos they, are deeper, right? They're deeper, yeah. and they may even be uh, are being played with sticks. There's a, because there's a real. Oh yeah, that's know? right. It's Ferrisito. Ferrisito plays the uh, percussion on this. Um, Who does? Ferrisito. 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 I those me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Chicago's own. Yeah, I can see why that was a radio hit. That's. That comes on the radio. Everybody's happy. Grandma, you, you, your dad, your dog. Yeah. Starts wagging his tail a little more enthusiastically when that song comes on. Yeah. And you get it every day. It's another fucking long and winding road. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just another... life is a box of chocolates, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fucked up, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So let's keep doing this. Yeah. That's basically what that song well, what is. What the hell else are you going to do? Uh, here's a bongo beat that we're not going to relent from for the entire track. <laughs> That helps, man. It it carries it. I think it's a I think it's a little bit on the nose. I think they could have throttled back, but um, you know I'm not terribly mad at it. And it's also what strikes me with her music. She seems like she's having a lot of fun playing her music. It seems like the instrumentation is is fun to play, is engaging to play. Well, yeah, it's, especially it, on her singles like that. Yeah, and all so, their singles are kind of the fun songs. You know, you want to get a little ropey dopey on a bunch of bongos on one track and, and let it carry. You know, what am I to say? Right. I've, I love doing it. Right. Like, what would you even call the genre of this album? Well, she won what best rock female vocal. There's rock and roll in there. And she won best rock album on one of the charts. I would or call something. it rock and roll. Yeah. That's, a, that's a broad. It's a broad term. This is Abraham had many sons. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think she's in the Petty lineage. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, Mud Crutch, a lot of lot of Tom Petty, a little bit of Heartbreakers uh, in there. She's classic rock. Yeah, um, and you know, flirts doesn't dive into bluegrass, but knows where it is. We'll brush up against it. There's a little country flavor, you know. Like yeah, she, most of these songs could be transcribed into jug music. Yeah. Well, she made a she made a country album, didn't she? Maybe. I feel like she did. I think she did. 
Maybe that was just hanging out with Kid Rock. She probably, maybe, yeah. I mean, who, who knows? I don't. I don't really know much about her. Um, there isn't a lot of tabloid stuff. Like she wasn't always blowing up yeah. in the tabloids and trying to get. Came um, up as a background singer. Yeah, she used to sing background ten feet from, for ten yeah, feet yeah from right. Stardom, she used to sing deal. background uh, backup on tour for Michael Jackson, and she would come out and sing the uh, the female half of that duet. Uh, I just can't stop loving you with me love. Yeah, <laughs> with Michael, uh, she would do that. I can't stop loving. Or see now, I I just can't stop loving you. Pretty good jam. I don't remember who sang it on the album, but she would do that. She'd sing back and forth. She's on the Bob Dylan birthday concert where uh, uh, the Irish lady, bald Irish lady, um, yeah. got booed for because she said something about the Pope the week before. Sinead O'Connor. Gotcha. Anyway, throughout that whole video, have you ever seen that concert? It's a great concert. Cheryl no. Crow is one of the backups, like the faceless backup singers in the bag. No shit. Yeah. So she was, you know, so she's, she's coming, doing her she's, thing. Yeah, she she's coming up in the studio. She's done her thing. That's why she's so fucking comfortable, I imagine, with her second go around here. Saying Be- jingles. Yeah. McDonald's and shit. Toyota. <laughs> Hummed in the shower. Yeah. Uh, getting always sang in the car. So just always making music, you know, and for a long time. Loves drinking tea. <laughs> <laughs> this next one, love is a good thing. Um, kind of on the nose, but this is the song that got her banned from Walmart for the line about uh, that they sell uh, guns to kids or something at Walmart. I will, we'll mm, see it okay. when, we, when we brush right. up against it. We'll know. Hello. Oh, that mouse is not connected to that computer. So we got Wawa Bill. Playing that open snare with uh, some brushes. Okay, it's like a steel snare, strung tight. No, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, first verse, she's dissing Walmart. I can see, you know. This is it's a little black crumb, man. Yeah, yeah. That's a djembe for the bass. Oh, yeah. Proper Skip to that kit now. Slapping bass drum on that. Love is good, love is good, love is or is that the djembe? Is that the djembe still hearing? going? Yeah, like, that's, that's why it has that flap. S- so much breath to it. So flappy. Reminds me of like an old lady waving goodbye to you. That's what it is. It's somebody. It, it sounds like it's somebody playing. <laughs> It's somebody playing the snare with a brush, like an open snare, and then it's uh, it's somebody doing the uh, jimbe going, and that's why you get some of that tin, and the tin in the jimbe on the rim shot is also sounding, is blending with the brushes on the on the open snare. So it gives it like that natural 808 sound. Too. Yes, exactly, and it's beautifully mixed. 
the whole this whole album is really well mixed. I should uh, I can tell you who mixed it. I'm gonna tell you that. Huge care to that low end, and even with the uh, with the acoustic guitar, the acoustic guitars have tons of body to them. This whole album. Chad Blake did some mixing. So good on you, Chad Blake. Yeah, good job, Mr. Blake. This here is the producer, but she did not mix. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, it's Chad. Good work, Chad. Chad is a good, Chad is a good, good producer. Mixer. was 25 years ago we'll say yeah so do my math for her she's in her 30s still this is kind of evergreen music yeah. you know it doesn't feel dated just swirling that brush yeah, around swirling right? that good move that's like playing a gong it's like you get to do it once every now and then that scream right there. Yeah. That was, I don't you hear her make that noise very often. And then that 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 scream just kind of uh, sets up for this gu- distorted guitar coming in. I think that's a or distorted I think that's a organ. distorted organ, right? Yeah. Distorted organ, by the way, is the name <laughs> of my next band. <laughs> Do you want to be in? You want to yes, get please. in? On? Yeah, all right. We'll play the organ. Beatles not there. Like, no one can yeah. just sing love, love, love. It's not. Ooh, sick bass play in there. You know? Simple. Dang. I'm just impressed by people who can jam with themselves to that to that effect and make it sound so like it's happening live in a room. Yeah. There's a lot of creativity that I rely on playing with other people that I could never come up with myself and it's almost better than anything I could make wholly on my own. That's that synergy working together. Yeah, I enjoy that. Um, I'm not sure what her method is as an artist. I really enjoy the where I get led to and maybe influence and mm-hmm. finding some kind of medium uh, and some... Reacting. You know, reacting, listening and playing at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of stuff. What a job she's doing sculpting this whole thing. If she's playing most of these parts, she's she's got the bones. She knows where she wants to put all these pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking super talented. Like I'm really impressed listening to this album. It's clean. It is very clean. Very and good sounding album. There's enough difference between the tunes that you you know you pick three or four off here that you might want to jam or just throw on. That I, I I'm dying to listen to that first track again. It was fucking. <laughs> Looks it just like, drops. It's uh, like, where'd this come from? Jim Keltner, I know that name. He's playing drums on this. Because I was wondering if she... Uh, I didn't think she was a drummer, so I was wondering who played on here. That's Jim Keltner, and I feel like I know that. Hold on. I'm gonna click Billy his Corgan. Name's, his name's That's Blue. I'm going to click it. Yeah. Yeah, Billy Corgan does this kind of shit, too. You know, uh, as far as the Lenny Kravitz and the Princes and stuff like that. But rarely do does that person play the drums. Um, Stevie Wonder, and I think Lenny does... Yeah, this guy played the drums for the Traveling Wilburys. So, boom, boom. 
There's, that's an insane through line, right? <laughs> well, you know, all I would say all the all those people in that band, I, I bet you Cheryl Crow would, Crow would tell you, probably influential on her. Dude, she could she could be in the Traveling Wilburys. She's a Wilbury. Yeah, at heart. Yeah, she took over for uh, Roy. Yeah, not the Roy that we just lost last week, by the way. Which uh, our, no, you know, no, Montecore couldn't get him. When you said Montecore, did you mean the mythical beaster? Beast? That's the name of the tiger that bit his head in half. No shit, yeah. that's the name of the tiger. Yep. Wow. Manticore is the name of the beast. It's a mythical beast. <laughs> but he has a German accent, so who knows who might be. <laughs> Montecore? Could be. The other thing that she's really good at, uh, she writes a good story. Like she, she'll lay out some some character development and tell you about somebody. <laughs> yeah. Even in the, like the, her first single, when she's talking about uh, he's got thick fingers, lighting matches, and but like this yeah. guy, she's describing shit. Yeah. And this is one of those. No, yeah, she sat in a diner a number of times, just being like, <laughs> she's sitting next to the gotta, Suzanne Vega, yeah, Suzanne exactly. Scrimmage, and she's yeah. like, he's got fat fingernails. Yeah, yeah, she's got a couple verses that didn't make it in about like people chewing loudly. And... I can tell that guy didn't wash his hands when he came out the bathroom. <laughs> uh. <laughs> his shoes smell like they stepped in the poo. <laughs> beep beep doo. I like this song. It's a nice, it's a nice melody, like a nice little pop song about a lady named Marie. <laughs> Marie's choking on something. This is as produced as the song gets. It keeps this little bit of a whisper of a song nothing's over done how many songs after this until the end of the album three three okay it's a good spot for that right kind of like the Neil Finn of backup vocals on this album stay right in here When she does that vocal doubling and then breaks from the note, it's really nice. It's, it yes. celebrates when she's totally in sync and has just a beautiful character when she splits. Just like John and Paul, man. She sounds sexy when she sings the sombrero, too. Tough word to say. And and tough word it. to sing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try it. Sombrero. <laughs> yep, nope, doesn't work. Need more of a Midwestern patois to pull it off. Yeah. You're not getting a huge accent from her. She's That's what get the that Midwest neutral. thing is. When yeah. you hear her speak, she's got, like the, she's got an Ozarkian uh, traces. Like she, It's not mid-Atlantic by any means. Doesn't come through in her. No, if singing. she had any kind of East Coast on her, oh, it would be, yeah, oh, jeez. be insufferable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Marie. Oh, Marie. <laughs> what you doing to me? What about me, Marie? Break it down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I could make an omelet to this song. Oh, yeah. Cracking eggs. Yeah. 
Using the spatula to nail them. Well, using the spatula as a microphone as I do the backup vocals. That's what happens. One finger up to your ear and one hand on a spatula. <laughs> no, man, I'm doing I'm doing like Celine Dion notes with my finger. Uh, Aguilera notes. With the Aguilera. The, yeah. yeah. Visual representation of where you're going in the scale. Yep, showing them on the scale. <laughs> I'd like to do that, but with a reaching stick. <laughs> when you sing really high, that's what you got to do. Dude, my range is so good, I need an extender. Yeah, <laughs> I need I'm, a fing longer. I'm like doing squats out here. <laughs> Like below the knee. I'm going to start doing that, but I'm going to do it with my leg. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Get into that Ian Anderson, like, single pose, Chris yeah. Martin, fucking. But <laughs> you're doing, running, doing, doing foot doing runs. The, yeah, I'm doing it to the scale. Doing finger though. runs with your feet. Yeah, exactly. Do it barefoot. Toe notes. So that you can get all that inflection in yep. your toes, like when you spread them and stuff, and you can do, like, little... You can curl them up at times. <laughs> yeah. Stick your big toe out. Yeah, dude. Make your pinky, you make your pinky toe wiggle sometimes. When you try to move it, and then it just goes... <laughs> like it's, it's totally having a nerve freak out. I'll get so good, I could do like keyboard uh, mimicking, air keyboard with my oh, fucking yeah, that foot. Dude could play the guitar with his feet in the 70s. Yeah. You could do it. Dude, it, people do that. It, it's something to be learned. You know, it's not, it's not funny, Jared. With that dexterity. That's my... <laughs> <laughs> that fucking toe. Anyway, I enjoyed yeah. that song. It's a nice little... It's a ditty, if you ever heard one. Yeah. And Marie, she has a hard time with fellas. We all know we all know the type. Yeah, and it's she's not lucky the with the guys. Yeah. But she's she's a diamond in the rough, fellas. Look her up. Hey she's Marie! Probably, she's probably about sixty right now. Go check her out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, superstar. Didn't uh, I think Marilyn has a song called Superstar on his album too? This is a very ninety six thing to do. Superstars were yeah. More funky percussion. Yeah, Liz Fair had a super supernova. Yeah. Champagne super Mud Honey's nova. got super fuzz, big muff. There's a lot of super around this <laughs> decade. Ooh. Isaac Hayes just walked in. <laughs> Wait for that hi hat to double up now. Yeah. Uh, I like that intro. A little wah-wah crack. Got some Puerto Rican girls just dying to meet you. A little bit rock the Casbah. A little bit uh, shattered. Yeah. <laughs> That's got Rock the Casbar in it. I like that. Everybody's watching you. Because everybody wants to be little superstar. Yeah, what's that? Oh, yeah. It's the Isley Brothers uh, song about the fine woman. That, that's some Isley Brothers guitar. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that kind of fuzzed out thing. Who's that lady? Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling this one. This is probably hitting all the right notes for me, man. Yeah, yeah. This is. This got to be awesome live. This song feels like it's great live. 
<laughs> just, okay. How's that candy bar, dude? How's this AD? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna eat a speech right now. I can't have plastic on my charging converter. This feels like a bass written progression. Could have been written on the bass, huh? Yeah. I'd wanna, I wanna play the bass on this one. It's taking up a walk. Where is it? Oh, where's that bass line from? Every R&B song ever. Yeah. To the river. Yeah. That's the trick to making, uh, like, if you want to say Americana or classic. Anytime you're going to throw classic with big parentheses on there and you... You're dealing in kind of well-trodden trails, but it's try- like it's like trying to write a new blues song when you got 12 bars or you got eight bars. You know, there's yeah. limitations. Yeah. Making something out of something else and putting your own into it is is impressive to me. Yeah. But we're sitting here picking out all these things we get. It's just nothing but her DNA. You know, I hope people know that we're not. Uh, that's not like a detraction to us. No, it's no, not, it's, it's not a celebration. A yeah, um, I love I love trying to figure out you, the DNA is a great way to put it, man. Trying to figure out the lineage of what what came together to make this sound or this artist put this sound together. Yeah, it's fun to and it's conjecture. We don't know, but she definitely listens to my brothers. Yeah, and everybody should. But is it a guitar or is it the organ that's that doing that? That's not like an organ, huh? It's a piano? Maybe both? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The mixing's great on this album. I don't know if she gets... I mean, she gets credited as a great songwriter or something. Maybe not as much as she should as just being a great singer and just be able to put that kind of soul into it. I think Michael Jackson was listening to Schlub singing backups. Classic fade out. I wonder how she got that gig. You know, maybe yeah, she was early a, career and she's agent. Sometime. You know, she got a few demo tapes out there. Or did she come up in this in the studio world or something? Oh my God, you should see you her know? hair too when she's there. she has the biggest hair. Yeah, she she, she had that. If phase. you can picture like the Michael Jackson backup singer, like the the Whitney Houston black mini dress and the four inch heels and the hair up to here. Yeah, hilarious. Because the hair hilarious. Hair hilarious. Listen, I know it's a quarantine, but you got to get out more, man. I, I do need to get out more. Straight up, dog. <laughs> uh, next to last song. and So not the last song. The penultimate. I like that. It's a very confusing word when you say it's the penultimate. Yeah. Two more to go, though, right? It's like typical and atypical. People get them or fuck yeah. around. Irregardless of that, I'm just gonna oh, go ahead and don't play. say ir- <laughs> he can't bring irregardless. It's not a thing. I love this song, not a single. It, this is the epitome of an album deep cut right here. But just if you like the production of this album, this is a good one 
I think I do. Maybe you just cut the lights. Maybe you find what's left of that roach. And, oh yeah, why, why don't I take physician heal thyself? Yeah, what man. I say. We're gonna we're gonna cut the lights in the studio here. If you're gonna, gonna get... talk the walk, you better walk the squawk, brother. Yeah. So this song is uh, it's a vibe. <laughs> this song is it's called the book, and it seems to me the best I can tell is about uh, letting someone in close to her. And have them kind of sell her out Ooh. in a very intimate way. And this also probably goes in there with the good fuck you songs. Yeah. This is her and Ani DeFranco can have a conversation mm-hmm. about the about some of these kind of topics. You know, here. and the dangers of we should hit Ani DeFranco uh, The dangers of being a famous public personality and letting somebody in and all your dirty laundry comes out. Shit but it's not rough. it's not a cover of Dirty Laundry by Henley, right? Unfortunately, no. Fucking piece of shit song. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. That song is a piece it's of shit. It's not good. Bubble-headed bleach blonde. I do appreciate the alliteration. I'm a fan, but uh, no. Yeah. This is called The Book. And it's going to start any minute. And if I stop using that mouse, it's not connected to that computer. I'm overloaded. There's a hurdy gurdy in this song, dude. I shit you not. I don't know. You'll know when you hear it. Yeah, she got the horns. This is like the same, like right around the same time that uh, fuck me in the. That's that's metal on strings. That's metal on metal strings that are kind of just dragging, dragging. She's exploring the studio space. This album doesn't feel like get in there and play eight (laughs) songs. No, this wasn't cut in an afternoon. Nah, man. I'm trying to think of the guy from Atlanta who did a really, uh, really lo-fi version of this. Right around the same time. Not this song, but this kind of sound. Not a lot of metaphor in this song. It's all pretty right there. Uh, three days in a row. 
neutral milk hotel is what I was trying to think of. Like if you want to hear like a really stripped down lo-fi version of this song and this sort of sound. And right around the same time too. Something in the water. Is this an original from her? Yeah. This fuckery like this yet? The Min- fuckery is deep. Minim- minimalist weirdness. Great call on this album, Jared. It's one of my. Uh, it's a sleeper favorite of mine. I saw when we went swimming a couple weeks ago in your new pool when you took your shirt off and there was a Cheryl Crow tattoo and I was like, holy fuck, he, yeah, this guy's serious. I always forget that that's called the book. I would just want to call it Three Days in Rome in my head. I always just call it that. But yeah, that's the book. I have to find that book. It's a classic move. And when it's done well, it's done well because it's classic. And that's the the noun. (laughs) Classic noun. We had The River. And I got to say, out of all the songs that we made together, The River is one of my top favorites. There's... You know, there's maybe like five that are really fucking jammers. Mm-hmm. The river's one of them. I always enjoyed playing the river, and I always enjoyed the title, the river, because yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> bring whatever you want to it. It's like, uh, yeah, it's um, like a uh, home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's got a song called home. Home. Everyone gets a song called the river. I like the book. It changes. Um, and it's not about uh, the Lord, and and some or the Batman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I like that. It's kind of like the book, you know, metaphorically, like I'm reading you. Book. I got you. Yeah. I see what's up. That's it. That's the other thing. I think as far as breakup wise, and I like this theme is, is in, in with trying to figure yeah. out, you so know. So far, what we got? Sting, bad breakup. Sting's bad breakup, but Sting's fine in the breakup. Yeah. Sting going to be all right? Yeah. You're going to have you're gonna have a little rough time. But he and Trudy have been strong together for a long time, so he's obviously down with commitment. For sure. Um, we got Elvis Costello. Bad breakup. Bad breakup. Bad. Bad breakup. I forget we did that one sometimes. Yeah, he's a bad breakup. Yeah. I think Cheryl will be okay. I think Cheryl will be okay too. Yeah. Like yeah. you could, you'd still see each other around town and be cordial and like, yeah. You'd ask about her mom and stuff. You know, it, you know, exactly. Yeah. Good yeah, shit. yeah. If her dog's still alive. Yeah. You know, those kind of things. Oh, you would even send her a card if like the dog died. Yeah. You you'd know, feel that bad kind of because thing. that dog liked you. Yeah. You know, mm. 
Yeah, yeah. We'll get her on the podcast. Uh, we'll get to the bottom of this. I'm going to go with it. She's on good breakup. Yeah. She's on good breakup so, side. Great road tripper. I, I just know that in my bones. <laughs> I just know for sure she crushes it on a road trip. I want to just want to be in the band where she's the bass player and backup vocalist with her. Dude. I just want to go bananas playing bongos on one of these tracks. <laughs> just let me do that. Let me do that once. Play the banana bongos, man. Dude, what I do? <laughs> just gonna do Adderall and a speed, <laughs> and they're like, "All right, Chris, you're up." <laughs> I get Tasmanian Devil. I'm gonna go. The bongos were the or the congas yeah. were the first percussion that I bought oh or I God. got for myself to start my percussion journey on my own. Um, you know, I played a snare drum and a bass drum in sixth grade. That was it. And then after a while, I was like, "I gotta, I, I gotta get back to this. I gotta right. figure this shit out." Congas. Knowing that bongos were short, were shortly, <laughs> soon, soon coming. They'd be like, uh, Mr. Fightful, the Gloria Estefan tryouts are next door. Oh, dude, yeah. she, can she rip or what? <laughs> this Sheena E. Was, I, this is what I always forget. Sheila E, Sheena E. Sheena, Sheena Easton. Easton. Yeah. Sheila E, <laughs> Sheena Easton. Sheila E is the drummer. Yeah. Ripper. In heels. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Well, we did it. We're on the last song. Ordinary morning. M O R N I N G. You know, she's not trying to pull it. She's not cheeky. You know what? She's not cheeky. It's earnest. She's quite earnest. Oh my God. Even, in, even when she's cracking a joke, it, it's pretty, it, you know, it's not like Michael Ian Black. Yeah. It's more like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's more earnest than that. I, I, I think she says less and means more. You know, that's that's what I get the feeling, and that's, that's the truth. That's, that's that wry smile. She's got a wry smile where she's the like, Mona "You Lisa's. have no idea what I held back saying." Yeah. Oh, you don't even know. You... I could have gone ham on these motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 that is the look of the album. She's like, "Oh, you, you don't even know." And that's why it had to be self-titled. It was you don't even know for the longest time, and management <laughs> got involved. Show no. <laughs> Crow, you, you don't, don't even know. know. <laughs> I still would have bought it. This is just ordinary morning. Left a man. Oh shit, that's right. Oh, let's get a little bit, dude. Gotta go out on a tour song. In the smoky club. Fat monster getting blown in the back booth. Glasses clinking. Silverware on plates. I'm feeling a lot of Lenny Kravitz in here. They were kindred spirits, man. Yeah. I believe that. Orbiting stars. Binary system. Both practitioners of the old ways. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple couple nights spent in 1996 with lights low a lot of weed smoke in the air doing whatever this record oh shit good call and I want to thank everybody for coming out with us tonight this has been a journey through Cheryl Crow's this is a good uh, album to put on if you want to have like some you want to create a moment yeah yeah, yeah no I'm logging there's, there's nothing about this that makes the girls go away and the still 
Yeah, these, this, she's laying, she's she laying the rover for you. Like, you should be on second base by now. If Cheryl's looking at you like, come on, dummy. The thing is, with this album, in that kind of sexual situation, I don't feel it's good for looping. Oh, no. Maybe it is. Maybe that's first song. Let's see. If you're all of a sudden, if you okay, you're gonna let it loop through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explore this. See, I'm, I'm smoking my cigarette already at this point. <laughs> this is, you know, this is afterglow right here. You're yeah. like, fuck, baby. Woo. Finished with your crow blow. Yeah. <laughs> that means you would have had to nut during the book, and I don't know if that's happening. That's kind of dark. Maybe I'm rethinking. This is earlier in the evening out. No, this is after this is, dinner though. This yeah, is definitely oh, after yeah, dinner. Oh yeah, it's after dinner. No, no, no. This is, this is. <laughs> you should be smooching by this point though. There's this been is, smooches up to this yeah. point. This is soft lighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> Dude, that's like a Prince guitar solo right there. That was nice. Oh my god. No, I'm telling you, Chris. It was like 20 yeah. years ago. It was this one. This one <laughs> Dude, I like that that guitar is trying to fall apart. It's almost yeah. my guitar gently weeps a little bit, too. The Prince version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Prince version. Yeah. I can't wait to go back to Jazz Alley. I had such a good time the last time I went, and I thought that uh, I need to do this way more in my life. Okay, I'm gonna loop this some bitch. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let's, see, let's explore this because I'm, I'm thinking there's no. I don't have a shirt on at this point, and my jeans are unbuttoned but not unzipped. Unless you can pull your cock and, out at exact and right that's, time. And that's exactly, you are, we're on the same page, my friend. And it goes think, a little something think, like this. Yeah, 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 I think, okay. So, so, <laughs> by the time every day is winding road loops back around, I got my finger in my own butt, and I'm... Jeez, <laughs> like, man. What are you making us talk about here, It's like Jared? Pink Floyd lining up with The uh, Wizard of Oz. That's such a strong fucking drop. That is. That's a good how do you do. Yeah. Right out the gate. Yeah. Uh, in a near perfect album. Even like the songs that I'm like okay on, they don't even still qualify to me as filler. They're still, they, they're justified in their own existence to me. Mm -hmm. Like any of those songs. They're, I mean, her, her quote unquote filler, uh, some people that was better than their best song. Yeah. On their albums. Yeah. Um, the thing smacks of intention. And every song doesn't oh. feel like it was slept on. It doesn't feel like... All right. Yeah, I mean, there was a bit of a story on that first album, and there were accusations. I mean, she got in with this group of musicians through the guy she was dating, and uh, they obviously all hit it off and helped write songs together, played on the album. I mean, they, they made a, a very beautiful, cool thing. Yeah. Her and that guy, they didn't end up staying together. Okay. And things get weird. We all know. We've all been there. And, uh, yeah, sure. There were, you know, people saying that she didn't really, you know, she didn't do as much, or you know, she didn't. You know, right, right. They, they uh, maybe her up, the uh, the the shit they say about uh, like Taylor Swift nowadays. Like, yeah. She doesn't fucking. She does. Okay, just yeah, yeah. And so when you say intention, I guarantee you, her head was full of 
many intentions on this album. To kind of, I mean, dismissing Bill Bottrell, uh, like two, three songs in and going like, yeah, okay, I got this. Like yeah. she had a vision. She had maybe a little something to prove that was driving her and well done. You did it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think this is one of the best second albums that we've listened to on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a killer. And I you, I say that it slept on. It sold a lot of copies, so I can't say it's really been slept on, but maybe everybody needs to hit snooze on this one and check it out one more time. Does that line up? Mm-hmm. If you hit snooze on it and then you check it out again? Yeah, yeah. If you hit... All right. Yep. <laughs> oh, shit, Jared. We don't have to get into it on this episode. <laughs> Explain my metaphors on the next episode. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey. Smoke weed every day.